0: Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Mayakova Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, we're back at it again, and we've got ourselves a little bit of a field here. Seven of the top 20 players in the world.
1: Isn't that nice? That's awesome to see. Yeah, back uh, continuing along this sort of Caribbean swing season schedule here. But this is obviously a much stronger event this week uh, at a course that I think is is traditionally a little bit more predictable. Um, but we'll see how things shake out excited for another power hour.
0: Yeah, if you are just joining us, let me get this out of the way. Because if you've stumbled in here, this is a jock market power hour for the next hour or so. Joe and I are going to take you through everything that's going on in the jock market for this week's Mayakoba championship that right now we're in the IPO phase. That means you can bid on shares of golfers if you're one of the high bidders when that closes around, I don't know, 9 p.m. Eastern time or a few minutes before, then you're going to be allocated those shares. And then, of course, you can buy, sell and short shares. Of golfers, once this tournament starts on Thursday morning, couple other housekeeping items we're giving away a hundred dollars tonight. If you want to win twenty dollars, five twenty dollar increments to the jock market, all you have to do is put your jock market username in the chat. Very, very simple. Finally, if you haven't deposited yet, go ahead and use the code POWER. That is up to a fifty dollar deposit bonus, the best possible deposit bonus out there. And one big milestone that we hit, yeah, here, or I shouldn't say we, but uh. Our very own Austin Blasky becomes what I assume to be the first to ever make a million dollars, a million dollars worth of trades in the jock market. Jock market was nice enough to send him what appeared to be a bottle of champagne. Pretty crazy stuff.
1: Appeared to be a bottle of champagne. Appeared to be a t-shirt, a little golf towel action there. So um, he's usually in here. I don't see him in the comments just yet, but congrats to him um that's a wild number to really think about with this thing really only being around for the last year um i know a lot of that is is there he is there it, he it's is good days it's bad days but uh, apparently austin's had quite a few good days so so congrats to him uh very cool milestone for both himself and and jock marcus so great to see
0: yeah, and also good uh, because I think it illustrates a lot of things, Joe. It illustrates that there are a lot more sports going on, right? We're we're kind of in the thick of it now with with hockey and NBA and baseball just ended, but football's here and golf is here. There's just a lot going on. And as these markets continue to get more and more liquid, we want to see more Austins, right? More guys cross over the million-dollar mark because as more people are playing, this experience only gets better
1: yeah there's a lot of ways to play obviously austin has has i'm sure at like some point started off relatively small and new to this uh if we have any new people here, we have the deposit bonus active uh and you just chip away like that's the whole thing it's like it's just building this portfolio and and continuing to try to grow this account to the point where um you can buy a hundred shares of a golfer you can you can you know max out on different guys across the boards and it just gives you more and more opportunities. But um, so cool to see the new players in the chat as well as some of our some of our old favorites.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as we turn our attention to this week in Mayakoba, I can't help but look back for just one second because last week, Joe, uh, Lucas Herbert. Here's the Here are the stats. These are on my website, rickrungood.com. These are available for free. You can download them. Also, I added a button for golfer profiles. I can get to that in just a little bit. But Lucas Herbert was $5 a share last week at the full payout, $25 a share, with Patrick Reed, Danny Lee, Patrick Rogers, and Taylor Pendrith kind of rounding out that top five. Uh, uh, again, a couple of guys in that 5 $6 range that ends up end up being very uh, valuable. And then Patrick Reed, who I think had a lot of questions about him last week, essentially gets the job done. And only in the jock market, do you probably feel like Patrick Reed got the job done?
1: Yeah. And I did like, if you you remember right, he he was my guy. So uh, a couple of my market movers up there, Scott Stallings at six too. So I had a good week. Uh, Svenny finished in the top 20. So uh, it was a good week for me. It was a week that I uh, was kind of in need of and able to, to have some guys close, but yeah. Patrick Reed, the amazing Sunday run. I thought for a minute he may squeak himself into a playoff there, but uh, congrats to Lucas Herbert, who has who has you know been able to come through and win a couple of tournaments recently, and and shown the ability to kind of back that up. The the following thing, I like this thing with Austin here. Initial deposit was twenty dollars. Never anymore.
0: That's why. That's
1: unbelievable.
0: There that's why. This, there should be a thirty for thirty about that. There should be, <laughs> <just>
1: thinking, man. <laughs> there should be a documentary on this guy. He's made a billion dollars in trades, started with twenty bucks. Like this is truly like a pretty incredible story. So um, that's awesome. But sort of back to the Bermuda, a lot of guys who we've been sort of touching on in in the past couple of weeks uh, were able to kind of come through. We had that. Weather draw that we talked about may happen, so we saw some advantages there for guys who played it correctly on the in-tournament adding of shares as well.
0: You mentioned the market movers. Let's turn our attention to this week's market movers. If you're new, this is where Joe and I pick a, one golfer in each of the three tiers. We've got our blue chip guys. We've got our mid caps. We have our penny stocks. And we kind of go on the record and say these are the guys that we're looking to invest in this evening. I think, Joe, last week we started at the top. Let's start at the bottom. Our penny stocks for this week's Mayakoba Championship.
1: Yeah, I. you know, I'm going to go with Guido. Um, I'm not sure where exactly he'll finish up. He may get a little bit closer to that mid cap, but he's 150 to one as, as sort of a betting ticket. So I feel like he serves the purpose here of the penny stock. Two really good rounds last week and two not so great ones. But he's a birdie maker. Like the kid goes out there and scores. He's got a good bit of confidence. He's got two European tour wins. He burst onto the scene, obviously, at the U.S. Open at Torrey which I, you know, I, it was a little bit of a coastal course, I suppose, um, which you could maybe give a decent comp where the wind tends to blow sometimes out there. Uh, but obviously performed pretty well in his PGA stores thus far, averaging over doubling your money every time you play him only four starts on the record. But uh, I feel like this is a good spot. I liked that he played last week and got himself acclimated to some of the the conditions and and the elements that the Caribbean coastal courses can bring. I look for him to, to have a good week this week and possibly finish in the top 20.
0: Yeah, two. Uh, he's got four cash markets. Two of them, he has been profitable. Two of them, he has lost you money. But if you've invested in him each and every uh, week, he has made you money. I'm sticking uh, with Sam Ryder. He is just someone that who has been racking up a ton of fantasy points. You can see that he's a little bit boom or bust here, Joe. So here is his uh, golfer profile page. You can see the spikes. And anytime that that bar is over the line, uh, that means he returns you money because the line is his IPO price. So while he only has nine out of 28 winning markets, uh, he is on average making you 22%. So when he does make you money, he makes you a lot, which Joe, I think we've talked about this before. I think I prefer that, right? When you're playing in the jock market, I, I, I like these spiky guys as opposed to guys that just give, you know, make me 10 more cents a share.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we're all in it for a little bit of a roll of the dice. We like to see, especially with these penny stock guys, right? We want to see sporadic performances where they can really explode one week. And that's kind of what we're looking to capitalize on in this sort of $2 to $3 range.
0: All right, let's move on up to that mid-cap area. This has been historically some of the more valuable areas. Obviously, there there tends to be more golfers in this $5 and $6 range or more athletes, I suppose, is a better way to put it. So, Joe, who are we targeting in the middle of this board this evening? I like Keegan
1: Bradley this week. Um, The approach numbers have been...
0: Pretty great
1: recently, Uh, even going back uh, as recent as, uh, you know, some of the FedEx Cup playoff run there. He's obviously sporadic. Much of it, as we know, with Keegan rides or dies with that putter. Um, I like guys who tend to not be um, the best performing putters on some of these lightning fast Bermuda green surfaces and bent grass that are very difficult um, they tend to get tentative, right? They don't have a lot of confidence with the putter. They tend to get ten- these are going to be slower greens. The past palm, I think maybe can free him up to be aggressive and utilize some of his strengths in terms of finding the fairway off the tee and, and using his irons to kind of stick it in there close and give himself plenty of opportunities.
0: You and I are on a similar page here in the middle. Let's find some ball strikers who might be able to be saved by Paz Pollum. While you go with Keegan Bradley, I go with Emiliano Grillo. Uh, his metrics, while we don't have the full strokes gained, you know, putting numbers for Paz Palum, Uh, he's been great on this surface. He's never missed a cut. He's gained strokes in the 10 events that he's played on this surface in his PGA Tour career. So I'm looking at Emiliano Grillo to hopefully get out there, continue to hit it as well as he normally does from tee to green, and then hopefully Roll the rock a little bit better uh, before I move on, Joe. So Kyle says, can you explain which graph you are using that shows the IPO line? Uh, so this right here is RickRunGood.com. If you go to PGA Tools under Free Tools and click Jock Market, uh, it is. This is the page you will see. It says Golfer Profiles. You can click that, and then this black line is the IPO price for that evening. The bar is what their final payout was. Is how to decipher that, Joe. This leaves us with just one more selection to make this evening. Uh, That are the Blue Chippers. Where are we going?
1: Yeah, I'm going to kind of fold my hand at the very top and go a little bit below. I like Billy Horschel. Okay. Um, I like Billy Horschel in these Florida, Texas, Caribbean-type environments, even though he did just win in tough conditions at the BMW PGA Championship on the European Tour. Shows he does carry a little bit of good recent form in there. Uh, when I sorted, you know, I was kind of looking at some of the stats and it, just looking at strokes gain total on short golf courses, sub-7,200 yards, rated out first. I like his ability. These guys at the top in terms of of, of Thomas, Finau, Brooks, Scheffler, my concern with them in a place like the jock market is while I think that they all hold more win equity than someone like Billy Horschel, I also think on a course like this, there's more volatility. There's more chance that they miss a cut. We saw it with Brooks last year. You get a little wayward off the tee here, and you're basically in the rainforest. Um, (laughs) I like Billy Horschel off the tee in terms of of, of gaining strokes, you know, with the irons, with the driver. He's good on approach, carries in some good form as well. I'm going to go with him as a little off-the-radar blue-chip pick this week.
0: Okay. I want to leave his graph up here for just one second, because what you're seeing, he is, he's is he been almost a break-even golfer averaging just uh, under 3% ROI over the course of his 23 cash markets. But this does not do Billy Horschel any justice because his wins, the, the match play, and his recent win on the European tour are not included on this. So keep that in mind. Even what you see with kind of PGA tour metrics, they're not going to be as good for Billy Horschel because all his best stuff is 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 not on display. And I that's think a that's a great it. point.
1: Two yeah. big time wins, uh, once at WGC, one maybe the premier event on the European tour in the last nine months for him, neither of them showing up sort of in, in a lot of your stat models or that jock market data there.
0: Yeah, there is absolutely no doubt on where I'm going with my blue chipper. His name is Victor Hovland. He is your defending champion. He is averaging 9.75% ROI in his 24 cash markets. Half the time he's made you money, half the time he's lost. As much as I love him, you can throw all that out the window and you can just look at the ball striking numbers, Joe. And he is one of the most pure ball strikers on planet Earth, which certainly gives you um, a, a hell of a floor in a, in a, in a, uh, a game like golf. So as much as I love the guy and just enjoy him, uh, he's, he's unbelievable at golf and
1: he's unbelievable at golf. And you've been akin to a little, a little budding friendship with Vic. I saw that you had a tremendous pod, uh, with him, a, a nice sit down interview. Let me ask you, what was the most, what was the coolest or most interesting thing that you think you learned from Vic, uh, in your time speaking with him?
0: He, uh, he's a self motivator. Uh, he can find motivation in a lot of things. He does not like to think, you know, hold, will go. And pl- I mean, he, he, he missed the cut the first two times he played at Mayakoba, and it was very much like, Hey, maybe we should stop playing Mayakoba. And he's like, I'm 24. Like, let me prove you all wrong. I don't know what good courses are for me yet. I'm going to go out there and prove everybody that I can play here goes out, wins the golf tournament. So he's very, very self motivated, which, um, is, is a skill it's a skill and he's, and he's mature beyond his years. It's impressive.
1: I love it. He's mature, but he seems like also to have this like kid in him where it's almost like it's, it's almost like he's not quite to the point where he's like grinded for years. (laughs) And this is a job. It's like, he's having so much fun with it and doing what he loves to do. And you could tell he's passionate about it that I think that that really shows in his on course demeanor and
0: and has helped. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let me give away a little bit of money. Uh, the first $20 this evening goes to Jordan Roberts, Row tied. Oh, I get it. Row Tide, Congratulations. You are on the board. We will get you set up with your $20 to the jock market in uh, one to 40 business days, usually one or two. Uh, congratulations. If you want to be like Jordan and you want to win $20 to the jock market, it's very simple to do. All you have to do is put your jock market username in the chat right now, and I've got $80 more to give away over the course of the evening. And now it is time. It is time to unveil the big board. The big board is where we show you the live pricing. And here it is, Joe. Victor Hovland at the top $8 a share with Abraham Answer right behind at $7.26. Let's start there. Uh, as, As popular as these two are going to be, I don't necessarily think they are going to be one, two, you know, we've got Justin Thomas lurking. Uh, we we just have other big names at the top that are going to try to come in and, and, and make a scene here. Yeah. I think
1: JT is the guy that, that we all have circled in terms of making a late run her, here, who isn't quite up there at this moment. I think Hovland probably stays in that one or two spot. I would expect JT to probably uh, accompany that other spot. Look, he's, he's, defending he's playing great the form's fantastic you see the finishes there have been consistent and sometimes those are even like if you have him at the right moment there's a little bit of a fade on Sundays recently where where he's he's kind of moved his way down the leaderboard um which i think you know it's particularly at the shriners i think the cj cup he may have went in reverse a little bit too so there's, there's times where we see the pop from Victor. I think this is going to be a great week for him. But yeah, I think we're all anticipating that sort of JT run over the next 20 minutes or so.
0: Especially because he has that number one pre-ranking here, yeah. Joe. And that means he is going to break all ties. He's currently $2.75. That's certainly going to come up. Let's pull up Justin Thomas here because I want to see how he's been doing in whoops, not Justin Harding, Justin Thomas. Uh, okay, yeah, kind of some some big some big uh, payouts here, right? The the win at the Players Championship, the full twenty five dollar a payout, sixteen at the Northern Trust, another twelve at the Tour Championship. So he's obviously uh, capable of getting you a first, second, or third place payout.
1: Yeah, we've seen a little bit of a resurgence from JT. You can see kind of that stretch there, which we all knew um, from basically April to August, where he was a loser in almost every contest. And he just started bleeding strokes on approach, which is like, You can pretty much pencil him in for three, four strokes gain approach in every single tournament he plays in. He lost that for a little bit. I think that he regained that moving through the end of the FedEx Cup. I think that he got himself a little bit of confidence back at the Ryder Cup where we saw him play pretty well, which is always an environment that sort of brings the best out of a guy like Justin Thomas. Um, I was just looking at some of his stuff last year where he did go for the highest price golfer at $11.61 in the IPO last year at Mayakoba. He was a slight loser there, ended up paying out $10 a share, but um, we'll see if he, he cracks that $10 mark again tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. Good call. I guess we could certainly look back at uh, last year here because we have these. So let's sort by IPO price and see how this shook out. Oh, Abraham answer was only eight dollars. Does he does he go for more or less than eight dollars tonight?
1: I think he goes for just above eight dollars a share.
0: Eight dollars for Abraham answer. Victor Hovland was 801. Daniel Berger was 802. Yeah, JT far and away. That that We're not going to see that tonight. We're not going to see a $3 gap between Justin Thomas or whoever the top golfer is yeah. and the rest of the field. Uh, let me pull up the big board here. And while I do, I'll remind you that this IPO phase is going to go until a few minutes before 9 p.m. Eastern time this evening. And we've seen some uh, late, uh closes in the last couple of weeks. We've seen some early ones. So make sure you are prepared and you are rocking and rolling. Plenty of momentum for Aaron Wise and Joaquin Neiman this week. Those two, along with Billy Horschel, round out that six dollar range. Joe, how do you envision this evening playing out for these golfers here? I
1: think they I think wise maybe gets a little bit of a bump. I would be surprised to see Neiman go much higher than like 625, 650. Um, wise has been great, man. Obviously, the T2 here last year. You look at the last couple of finishes, he's been a steady returner for you. He's he's found a level of consistency that I think he was always searching for, and a lot of people that have been playing him have been awaiting. Look at that five, look at look Vegas.
0: at this last like five or six starts. Look <laughs> at that trajectory that he's
1: on right now. Like, the natural next step is a win. I think this is a great spot for him. Um, I, I, you those other names at the top, like you see Thomas, you see Kepka, you see um, guys like Reed even who played really well last week And there. They get loose off the tee and that can cause big trouble here. And I think that gives an extra little bump to a guy like Aaron wise, who really kind of has the off the tee game and the driver uh, dialed in right now. We know his approach plays switched to that longer putter, which I think mm-hmm. is, has been a, a big benefit for him. So playing great. I see no reason that, especially in a place like jock market to kind of go back to them.
0: Yeah. That, that, uh, last five or six starts. That's what we call up and to the right for, for Mr. <laughs> Aaron wise, very good looking trajectory there. Uh, now we enter this $5 range and this is where everybody always starts to pile up. Justin Thomas has already jumped up into that $5 range. Sergio Garcia, Seamus power, Keegan Bradley, Taylor Gooch. How do you start assessing this very, very popular range of golfers?
1: Yeah, I think this range, we see a lot of, of mix-up and change over the last 20 minutes in this range. So I think that we'll see that again. I like Seamus Power a lot this week. He's one of the guys that I'm sort of targeting. Um, didn't have the best run last week, but still was fine, right? He's, he's been so consistently good in all areas of the game uh, that I don't mind going right back to him in, in what I would consider sort of a similar comparable situation this week.
0: Yeah, here's your Seamus Power, uh, who has just been lighting up the jock market. I mean, I, he's he's arguably one of the most valuable golfers, uh, I mean, basically of, of 2021. You know, he has returned you a profit in 11 of 16 markets. The average ROI is 40%. I mean, it's just, it's a really good thing going for Seamus Power right now. But I'm glad you mentioned this, um, because there is uh, a, a fairly strong correlation, at least these back-to-back weeks of, seemingly emphasis on accuracy playing out of the fairway. The shorter hitters uh, are still live, right? Brian Gaze won both of these events. That should tell you something this week and last week, right? I think the guys that we considered last week that most people are just ready to throw away and move on from, I think we should reconsider again.
1: Absolutely. If you like, like when I ran a stat model this week, I didn't change a whole lot. I put a little more emphasis on strokes gained off the tee, but I'm going to kind of run it right back. And the guys that I liked last week, I'm gonna like this week you made a great point there and and what's I think even more important in swing season when you factor in that for a lot of these players it is sort of a de facto off season for them yes you want guys that are playing right guys that are have have rounds under their belt that have You know, just played in four rounds last week, plus the practice round, plus we're on the range before and after. Like you want guys, you know, that a club has been in their hand for six, seven hours a day. Uh, That's always comforting to know that you have some results when there's some some definite unknowns about some of the other guys in the field this week where where, you know, these guys can all turn it on at at the flip of a switch. But it's easier for those guys who I think have a little bit of 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 recency to kind of lean on.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. We we know this time and time again some of these guys use this as a end of year vacation. Um so you kind of have to weed those guys out a little bit or at least try to do your best to do so. Uh back to the big board. And what I've got this sorted by now here, Joe, is uh projected rank. We talked about Justin Thomas and since we've talked about him, you know, he he's doubled in price. The the I guess two guys who are lacking behind or lagging behind right now, Tony Finau, the second uh, pre-ranked golfer who, by uh, almost any sports book, would be one of the top five favorites this week, and Terrell Hatton in a similar boat, two dollars and seventy-five cents a share, also probably a top five or six uh, in the odds makers, uh, you know, lines for this week. But so far, not seeing the love in the jock market.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to get a bump on both of them. Uh, Hatton played pretty well a couple of weeks ago. I had some shares of him at uh, the CJ Cup where he folded a little bit on Sunday, but was kind of in there going into uh, after Saturday's round. Finau has just been kind of on a great run recently. Kepka's down there at like two bucks a share or two. I'm I'm, I'm getting
0: ready to get to him, yeah.
1: I, I bet Brooks, I worry about him a little bit in the jock market format because I think that while I think he could come here and in his win equity and his win rate, if they play this thing a hundred times, he probably wins at five or six. I don't, <laughs> yeah. He probably misses the cut 20 of those times, right? Because we saw the missed cut last year. We know how he likes to kind of have his little sort of tune up events. Um, so there's some definite concerns about him, but the talent level, right? Like we we saw this, I mentioned this with Reed last week where there's guys that are just So good compared to the names around them that sometimes you just have to say, look, uh, if things go right for him, I trust his ability to win down the stretch. Brooks is one of those guys. Patrick Reed's one of those guys. Uh, So it's definitely intriguing at, at the, you know, there's not much love on him right now.
0: Yeah, by my clock, we are at 839. So this IPO is going to close in about 17 to 20 minutes, something in that range. Let me give away a little bit more money. This time, Sacco is on the board. Congratulations, $20 coming your way, Sacco. If you want to be like Sacco, go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now. Give yourself a chance to win $20. I've got 60 more to give away and I'll continue to do that as we go through this evening. But I've given the big board another refresh, Joe. We're not seeing too much movement at the the top, Victor Hovland, Abraham Answer, Billy Horschel, Aaron Wise, similar names, but Taylor Gooch has emerged on the scene, $6.55. And Hmm. when the odds came out on Monday morning, I raised an eyebrow at Taylor Gooch and the guys that he was being priced with. But when you dive deeper into the results, when you dive deeper into the metrics, it's really hard to argue with how good he's been.
1: Look at those last three starts, right? Look at this. Uh, Two top fives and an 11th in his last three starts, all returning over double your money, well over in each one of those. Uh, The price point's higher this week, but as you can see on that graph there, uh, the form would definitely indicate that it's warranted.
0: Yeah, it it really has been in the way that he does it via the, the, the approach. I, sh- I shouldn't say ball striking because it's really all approach play, but it is uh really impressive stuff. Let's move on back to the big board here. Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, a couple of young guns in the low $6 range, but let's see if we can find some true value here. Okay. How about this one? Here's a conundrum. Patrick Reed, the guy that we talked about last week, and you made the point. Sometimes it's just about pure talent. He finishes T2. Now what? Like, now what do we do with the guy? We don't know necessarily how he played last week. We don't have the strokes gain <laughs> metrics. We can make some assumptions, but now what do we do?
1: I know, right? We can make some assumptions. I, I saw a chip in. I saw a long <laughs> eagle hole yes. out. from, from After, the, after
0: uh, he hit one uh, into the hazard and then from he holes out. For yeah.
1: So, you know, it's Patrick Reed doing Patrick Reed things, right? When the stats don't really tell you that uh, he's playing terribly, all of a sudden he plays incredibly. Um, the field's stronger this week. I worry that maybe some of that momentum last week carries his price point uh, a little bit above where I think that the the break-even line probably is on him. Like I mentioned earlier, you get wayward off the tee here and there's big problems awaiting. That's always a concern with Patrick Reed. But his ability to just scramble and just score and just claw his way up the leaderboard uh, is something that, that you can't really quantify.
0: Yeah. 842 by my clocks. We've got about 15 to 18 minutes until this IPO closes. I'll give away another $20 here shortly. If you haven't deposited yet, uh, now would be a pretty good time. $50 deposit bonus. If you use the code power, that's what you want to do. Let me open the board up to you here, Joe, uh, sub $5, uh, any name you want, uh, Tony Finau still hanging down there. That's not going to stay there for long. So don't, don't pick him. Uh, Carlos Ortiz, Chris Kirk, last week's winner, Lucas Herbert. I mean, what There is a plethora of, uh, I think, at least interesting guys down here. Is there anyone that's more interesting than than uh, than others?
1: Yeah, I may need to do a quick little refresh here, but I I think Scott Stallings, I have some interest in this week. Uh, Blazed through Sunday with a 62. I think he opened up last week. I'm not sure if he was in the bad wave or not, but we had like a, a 74 or something the opening round. Then three straight in the 60s, right? He's gained strokes uh, from what I saw off the tee in 10 consecutive PGA Tour events. If we're placing an emphasis on that that this week, I think it should set up well for him. I like the fact that he competed well. He got himself a top five last week. Pile that with, you know, couple that with a top six, I think, at the Fortinet about a month ago. So the form is pretty good. I like him right around that $5 mark. I don't mind going right back.
0: Yeah, he is checking in currently at $4.05. Uh, so if you're a buyer of Scott Stallings at $4.05, you're asking him to finish like uh, 41st, 41st or better. That's not so bad. Uh, and he has certainly popped off in his jock market career. Right below that is Adam Long, $4.03. He has been boom or bust. Uh, and then I scroll a little bit further. Now, here's one that's interesting. Uh, wasn't it last Wednesday, Joe? Correct me if I'm wrong. Christian Bezadenhout was uh, one of the most expensive golfers, one of yep. the favorites to win this event. Now he's currently the seventh pre-ranked golfer and he's $3 a share. What, like, th- like what is happening here?
1: Yeah, we see it. There's a number of guys last week who were at like big odds and now all of a sudden have just tripled um will it's another one who was like 35 to one last week now he's like 150 to one because of one bad week i like the again like you mentioned the form i think the upside is there the top 10 pre-rank is also important um i think that there's just you know, i think this course i think they're placing most people are placing a little bit more emphasis on accuracy off the t um which i'm not sure exactly how it rates out but i think that's just giving a bump to guys around him, like even like Brendan Todd, who's one here, Streelman, uh, Chez Reevy, these type of guys that that tend to find the fairway a good bit, uh, I think are just boosting up in popularity.
0: All right, let me go back to uh, the board here, and I'll, I'll give away the next $20 here momentarily, so make sure your jock market username is in the chat. Uh, going back to the, the pre-rank, so these would be, in theory, your big dogs. Tony Finau, Terrell Hatton, they've doubled since the last time we've talked about it. But hmm. still... Uh, Brooks Kepka still $4 and 50 cents. He continues to lag behind and Shane Lowry continues to lag behind. He's another guy that, uh, his results, Joe are probably masked because he's had a couple of better results on the European tour compared to what we're seeing here on the PGA tour.
1: I know. And he does definitely seem like a great value right now. Some of some, he had some great performances in like majors. He tends to show Look up, um, and some of those are in, in big time events. You see a lot of spikes there, like you mentioned, that's not even factoring in the European tour stuff. Average ROI, 53.3% is huge in the jock market, Massive. Especially considered a lot of these are, are happening in big fields in big time events. I like Lowry if the if sort of the conditions pick up and we get a little wind and a little rain off the water there. We know he's he's got that sort of moniker of being a mutter. Uh, so yeah, I think that he makes a ton of sense, particularly at his price point. Now we'll see if he makes a late charge here.
0: All right, while I refresh the big board, uh, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to give away 20 more dollars to the jock market. This one goes to oh, I just had the comment. Here it is, Joe Weaver. Congratulations, we'll get you all set up with your 20 into the jock market. I got to email those guys, it'll take. Eh, probably a day or two. So just bear with us. If you want to be like Joe, if you want to be like Sacco, if you want to be like row tide and get yourself $20, go ahead and drop your dog market username in the chat right now. Very, very simple to do. Back to the big board here, Joe, and I want to sort this by pricing. And we are probably now 10 minutes out. Uh, so things are shaping up and the way that they're shaping up, probably no surprise that Victor Hovland is 806. We'll see how much more he can extend. Abraham answers 751, Billy Horschel, $7. If you can only buy shares of one of these three golfers this evening, who well, let's just, let's just rank them. In which order would you want to be allocating these dollars?
1: Uh, you know, I'm going to take the additional, the, the price break there on Horschel mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go Hovland. And then I'm going to go answer last. I think Hovland has, has the biggest upside. I um, worry a little bit off the tee. Uh, we'll see how that kind of shakes out, but I'll take a little bit of a discount on Billy Ho.
0: Right behind those guys, uh, Wise, Gooch, Scheffler. This, this does not yet, yeah, and I know there's 10 minutes left. This doesn't resemble the the odds. No. It doesn't, we're, right? We need to see Fee
1: now. We need to see JT. We need yeah. to see Brooks. We, we need to see Terrell Hatton. Like I'm pretty sure we're going to see all these guys waiting. Uh, I'm sure guys like Austin are just kind of hanging in the in the in the uh, alleys right now, waiting to pounce on 100 shares. But uh, we'll see the bump. But yeah, it is kind of awkward seeing those guys all inside the top six.
0: Yeah. I'm actually going to give this another refresh here to see if I can find these guys anywhere closer to the top. Not really. Justin Thomas trying to, trying to make some headway. Um, there are a couple of interesting names that are currently sitting in the, in the, in the $5 mark five and a quarter for uh, Matthew Wolf. Will's Zal Taurus is a hair, just a penny over $5 and uh, Ricky Fowler along with Gary Woodland. And how about this last week's favorite Matt yeah. Fitzpatrick is $5. He finished T30 in an I event know. that everyone was blowing him in every single direction. Th- this to me, as we sit here right now at $5, Matt Fitzpatrick or Patrick Reed have to be the two. Well, well, What's Brooks at? Okay. Brooks is five and a quarter. Uh, yeah. Like they're, they're both th- that price is that can't be right. We, we got to like get
1: Patrick a lot this week. I liked him last week. You mentioned he was the top guy in the field. He came off of a, a recent European tour win. He's number one in strokes game putting, I think over the last year on the PGA tour, uh, or he's in that top three range. And he does a lot of the things that you want to see. Uh done well at a course like this. Look, he got the bad weather draw. I think he came out and quoted and said it was the toughest conditions he's ever played golf in. So yeah. he got through that. He managed to make the cut. He didn't play great, but he's still top 30. And, and at five dollars a share, um, you don't need him to do a whole lot better than that. I think this could be a good opportunity to to kind of go back to Fitzpatrick here in a little bit of a dip week.
0: Yeah, the way this is setting up, we are uh we are in for a a a flurry towards the end, uh, because there's just too many good names, or at least we're in for a lot of value coming, Joe. And and are you are you planning accordingly? I mean, this, this thing seems like it's gonna get wild in the next seven minutes.
1: It's interesting, like even going back to last year when you, we looked at some of that Mayakova data. And when we did this show early on, all the time we saw guys breaking through $11, $12 mark, like consistently. It seemed yeah. to be as strategies have kind of evolved, people have sort of shifted to this $4, or $5 range, which have, we've seen is, is where a lot of the profit margin can be had. Um, so yeah, it, will be interesting to see how this thing plays out. I think there are some guys sub $3, uh, even right now that I think set up very well and and could be opportunities over the next 10 minutes or so.
0: All right, well, let's find them. Let's give away the secrets here. Sub $3. Let's go to page two. Uh, I'll just open this up to you here because we've got, uh, I I mean, a million names. I could make a case for a lot of these guys who in this sub $3 range is most appealing to you.
1: I like Svensson again. I've been liking him. Um, I I think there's a case to be made for Matt Kucher. believe it or not. I have it 298. I I may need to refresh, but um, you look top 35s in both of his uh, recent starts. He also had a top 30 at the Wyndham before that, which mm-hmm. is a shorter course. So, you know, if there's a spot for Cooch, it's this, right? Brian Stewart is another guy who kind of fits the mold of a player that I think could have success here. Brendan Steele, like anytime I like Keegan, I kind of default and like Brendan Steele as well. I think he does a lot of the, the similar things. Keith Mitchell like was, was running away. The guys on PGA Tour Live basically yeah. handed him the CJ Cup trophy after Friday a couple of weeks ago. Uh, He's on a shorter, you know, not Bermuda course, but in conditions that he should be familiar with and he's had success with in the past. Uh, These guys are just all cheap.
0: How about Brian Gay? Brian Gay's won this event. Brian Gay's like 10 for 10 in cuts or something ridiculous, and he's got a couple of top 20s. He played well enough last week. I throw, uh, I think, the list of guys that, you know, we liked last week further down the board that you should probably still consider would be like Knox, Gay, Stewart. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing somebody. And then the two favorites at the top, Christian Bezade note, Matt Fitzpatrick. If they were, if they were favorites last week, I know this field's a lot stronger, but like they they're, this is the recency bias, Joe. This is people just like, okay, one week I did my research, throw them away. Golf's not like that, right? Like it's, right. it's these guys build towards things. I think that's a, a, a recency bias issue that we have.
1: They build toward things and things happen. Like if you play golf, you can know that you could come out one day and, and shoot a 78 and that doesn't mean you're shooting well the next day, right? It's volatile. It's one of the most craziest sports in that regard. So just because a guy didn't play well last week, maybe caught the wind on a tough, tough afternoon, missed the cut, uh, doesn't Denny McCarthy a dollar sixty-seven? He was very popular last week. He was forty to one in some betting markets. Will it still weigh down there? So there's names. Hank Lebiota's one seventy-six. Like these guys are are really cheap, and we've seen them have pop
0: performances over
1: the last six months here.
0: All right, here we go. I'm going to give you uh, one last look at this big board, and we're going to cut you out of here because it's 8.53. Joe is going to go and start doing his bidding. That way we can talk about his portfolio and the shares of golfers that he has in just a few minutes. The, the, the top of the board is shaping up. It's looking a lot more like the favorites, but the name that I know, Joe, that you've got favorited, Brooks Kepka continues to lag behind $5.25. There is just seemingly no positive sentiment on, on Brooksie this week.
1: I'll be in there, man. I know you will. Uh, I'm going to be bidding will. these last couple of minutes. We'll see if I can get it. I have a price in mind that I will not go above that I'll share uh, here in about six minutes. But yeah, look, he's, he's too cheap right now. I still think, oh, Justin Thomas, we did. I did just see a little bit of a bump here now yep. to $8 a share. I think Hatton's too cheap. I think Finao's too cheap. So there's a lot of names at the top. Obviously, Brooks kind of sticks out here. I think people are just sort of waiting on him.
0: Yep. All right. Get out of here. Joe's going to go do his thing. It is 8.54. When we get to 8.57 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to enter a 90-second window. That window uh, can close this IPO at any time. So that's a way to keep it fair, keep it nice and random. But let me show you the big board here. And no surprise to see Victor Hovland at the top, $8.06 with Justin Thomas, who did just get that bump Uh, that Joe mentioned at $8.01. So basically $8 a share for those golfers. You're asking them to finish 18th or better at that price. Abraham answer, Tony Finau and Billy Horschel rounding out the $7 range. That is starting to shape up a lot more like what the odds look like for these golfers a little bit further down the board. $6.75 675 for Scotty Scheffler. If you're a buyer of Scotty at 675, you're asking him to finish 23rd or better. See how this starts to shape up. Taylor Gooch, six dollars and fifty-five cents. Joaquin Niemann, 615. And that man who's coming off a runner-up finish last week. Patrick Reed, six dollars and five cents. Then we start to enter a huge tier of five-dollar golfers. We almost went a full hour without mentioning Mito Pereira. We're not gonna do that anymore. He has actually lost you money in three consecutive cash markets. So sentiment starting to you know come. Come back down to earth a little bit, $5.56 for Mito. That's essentially asking him to finish 30th or better, 30th or better for the Chilean Matt Fitzpatrick, who was your your favorite last week, $5.55 as well. Let me give this a refresh here. While I do that, I'm going to give away more money to the jock market here shortly, so make sure that you have your jock market username in the chat. We are at 8.55 p.m. Eastern time by my clock, which means – we are just probably two or three minutes away from this IPO closing and it's finally happened as expected. Justin Thomas has taken over the role as the most expensive golfer in this cash market, $8 and 25 cents. He is not only the favorite according to oddsmakers, but he has that very important number one pre-rank which means that he is going to break all ties uh no matter who he is tied with he is getting the full payout in that spot victor hovland's still the only other golfer over eight dollars and six cents and he has not moved in quite some time are we seeing any movement on brooks kepka we certainly are because joe is heads down and he's probably bidding on him five dollars and 98 cents which essentially is asking brooks kepka to finish 28th or better, probably a uh, high risk, high reward option, but Brooks Koepka, Terrell Hatton, both at $5.98. Cameron Tringale had a close call at the Zozo championship. The last time we saw him, he was 788 per share at the Zozo, only 588 this week probably been one of the more valuable, uh, jock market golfers, I would imagine, over the past couple, uh, probably last six to 12 months. Uh, Sergio Garcia down in that mid five dollar range, along with Matthew Wolf, Keegan Bradley, and Ricky Fowler. Uh, before we get down into the fours with guys like. Johnny Vegas, one of the best ball strikers on tour recently. Joel Damon, who has won at a uh, tropical course before. He won in Punta Cana earlier this year. Brendan Todd, Kevin Shulman rounding out this group as well. I'm going to try to give this one more refresh because I think we're in that window. We're in that 90-second window, uh, which means this can close at any time. So Joe's going to give me an idea when we're closed, but for right now, we're still open. And I'm going to give... Ooh, okay. Justin Thomas... 8.50, and here comes Abraham Anter. That's right, the the, the native Mexican in his home country at $8.25, the fourth-ranked pre-golfer. He has returned you a profit in three of his last four cash markets. The only one he didn't, the strange miscut at the Shriners. Victor Hovland, now the third most expensive golfer, 8.16, with Tony Finau. That's probably a surprise to me. The fourth most expensive golfer, Aaron Wise, is behind. Billy Horschel is behind. Brooks Koepka is behind. Terrell Hatton is behind. Matt Fitzpatrick is behind. Patrick Reed is behind. There's a lot of names behind Tony Finau right now, but it's shaping up like he is going to be a popular one this evening with Aaron Wise and Billy Horschel still holding strong above that $7 mark. Alex Noren looks like he saw a big jump here, $5.75. If you're a buyer of Noren at $5.75, you're asking him to finish 29th or better. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for one more refresh here and see if I can get it in in time because we are literally moments away from this IPO close. At any moment, it can close. At any moment, those bids are going to be locked. And here we go at the top. Victor Hovland has regained the most expensive golfer in the cash market. Now $8.88 a share. He jumps back over Abraham Answer Back over Justin Thomas at $8.88 a share. You are asking him to finish 14th or better for the defending champion. What else do we have here? Hatton is making a move. Uh, Brooks Kepka making a little bit of a move. They're actually in tow together, uh, $6.50 right in that range, while we see Mito Pereira hang at the same price. Sergio Garcia hasn't moved in seemingly 10 or 15 minutes. Christian Bazadin, who last week's one of one of the last week's favorites, only $5.0 and six shares. Emiliano Grillo, who has never lost on Paz Palum Greens, $4.75. R- Rory, uh Rory Sabatini and Lucas Herbert our winner from last week. The same price. Are we still live, Joe? I've got six, I've got 8 dollars We're still live. Taylor Pendrith almost ran away uh, with the Bermuda Championship before faltering on Sunday. Still returns you 148% ROI in no other market. Did Taylor Pendrith make you that much Bing, money?
1: Closer down.
0: Shut it down. The IPO is closed. The IPO is closed. Whew.
1: I got a lot of guys.
0: I like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to let the dust settle here. Uh, give me a second to make sure that I have uh, everything in order here. And I'm going to give away money here in a second. We're going to let all the stats and everything load in. I'm going to give away 20 more dollars here. I just lost it. I think it was this one. Well, now that I've shown it, it's definitely going to have to be this one. So Matthew, if it wasn't you that I picked, we will get you the money. Congratulations. I'll get that money into your account. Let me type in your name here real quick. Uh, okay. So we'll get that money over to you. I've got 20 more dollars to give away. So make sure your jock market username is in the chat right now. Joe. Yeah. Let's talk about your portfolio. How many golfers are we talking about? All
1: right. I'm waiting for them to come over, but I believe I have 10 guys this week. (laughs) If I was able to get them all, I spent a lot at the top. They, a lot of guys felt too cheap. Um, and I'm hoping to get a win out of one of them. I need one of them to come through and give me that $25 a share, I think. Um, but let's come on. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Okay. Here we go. You ready for the rundown? Let's do it. Justin Thomas, 865.
0: Already. So, so listen, already, uh, I can tell you Justin Thomas was the second most expensive golfer. I would imagine that any time you can get the second most expensive golfer or, or sorry, anytime that you can get the favorite as the second most expensive golfer, and he's the number one pre-rank, I think you did a good job. Just like by default, and you right? run
1: the you run like the tournament sims. Like, yep. what are the what were the sims on Thomas winning this week? Like, yeah, percent. they love him.
0: He was. Uh, I don't have right. it in front of me, but I'm sure he was like one of the top two guys because he is. Um, listen, he's got winning upside, and you know, it, yeah, it's it's
1: like eight sixty five. That's like three bucks cheaper than he was at this event last year, where he lost, but he still got ten dollars a share. Same thing happens this year. I'm making money. Um, moving so down. Brooks Kepka.
0: I knew that was coming. Six eighty-eight. There was no, there was no chance you weren't going to get out of here. Brooks. Yeah, there was no chance you weren't going to get out of here with Brooks Kepka. So six dollars yeah. and eighty-eight cents a share. Um, yeah, man, it's it's pretty darn cheap. I'm just kind of looking back through you know. some of the history here. He was last year. He was eight fifty-eight at this event. So you got a two dollar discount on 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 last year. Uh, obviously, I think, and you alluded to this earlier. Seems risky, but if you're willing to embrace the risk, uh, you got a great price.
1: Yeah, willing to embrace the risk. He's got to finish 24th or better. Um, I'll take it. I'll roll the dice on him. Uh, Shane Lowry, another guy we talked about that I thought was yeah. just too cheap, 605 per share. Um, a couple of guys that I hit in that five dollar range. So I did get Keegan, who was my mid cap play at 528. I did get Scott Stallings, who we talked about at 420. And then I, I took a, a handful of guys cheap here. Um low threes, high two dollar range, uh Guido. He was my penny stock at 355. Then I got three guys in the two dollar range, Denny. Davis Riley, who had a top seven last week. I like these young guys, Rick, when they can put together a solid start. like It feels like it, it's so important for their confidence and maybe that they can back that up on kind of a similar feel this week. And then Adam Svensson, who I've been all over. Uh, he was good to me last week. I'm going to roll it back with him. So a uh, 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 juicy portfolio this week. I'm hoping to catch the winner in one of those top three guys and, and make a little money on the rest.
0: I do think, and I and I commend you for this because I do think one of the flaws that we deal with, and we I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. If you liked somebody last week, and this this applies to most weeks, you should probably like them the next week as well. Right. right. If you're looking at recent form and styles of golfers, like uh so I, I do often uh in 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 different DFS formats, I'll run back similar type team, similar type players. And I, I commend you for, for doing something similar here. So Justin Thomas, Brooks, Kepka, Shane Lowry, Keegan Bradley, Scott Stallings, Guido, Denny, Davis, Riley, Adam Svensson, rounding out Joe's portfolio. You can let us know who you got in the chat because I can already see, Oh, guy says 50 shares of book Brooks question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a heavy hand Uh $7 I mentioned was my mark. That was the bid that I had in. He didn't quite get to that point. I was willing to pay for uh up to 50 shares of Brooks at sub seven dollars. And that's what I ended up getting. But I expected the bump to come late. It just felt like he kind of really lagged behind. Where did he end up finishing? Uh, curious to see here, just on the board in terms yeah, of if you sort right by here. price.
0: Yeah, so he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the eighth most expensive yeah. golfer in the slate, six, eight, 688 uh 22nd or so that's his break even point.
1: Yeah, I think I I thought that he was a little bit lower than that but that just kind of speaks to what we're seeing in terms of of IPO price moving down I think on the top of the board in general based on what we saw like a year ago where where the top guys are going for a little bit less just because it, to be frank, the upside isn't quite there when you're capped at $25 a share but based on what you pay for them, and a miscut is is very detrimental, which I'm hoping to not happen this week out of Brooks like he did last year here. Uh,
0: certainly true. Top of the board looks similar to the odds board. Hovland, Thomas, answer, Finau, close enough. Wise up there, whatever, Billy Horschel up there, Scotty Scheffler sneaking in as well. Uh, Hatton, to me, um, again, I think he's kind of a high risk guy. He, he does not get credit for a good, uh, European tour victory a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but that third pre-rank, like I would identify him as someone that I, like if you got shares of Terrell Hatton, I think on this Wednesday night, I, I think I like that spot.
1: Yeah. I like that spot for Hatton too. Um, I ended up kind of just pivoting to, to Lowry a little bit down the board as I felt like that, that he kind of has a A similar-ish skill set, right? Good iron player that you trust in sort of tough conditions. So, um, but yeah, Hatton definitely. Him and Brooks there being sub seven bucks are a little surprising. Uh,
0: A little bit further, Uh, this is where I think there's a lot of value just because there's so many names in this five-dollar range. I do like the price on Keegan at five twenty-eight. I love the price on Seamus Power at five fifty-two. I could also be talked into Sergio Garcia at five fifty without too much trouble. Is there anyone that stands out here? Is it? Is it? Is it Reed at six thirty two? Is it maybe I mean, so? St- maybe Mino.
1: I mean, it does feel kind of cheap for him, comparative to to where his IPO prices have been lately, and in a reasonably, um, I think, accessible field type for some of his strengths. So he kind of sticks out. But Zayden Hood is another guy who didn't really creep much yeah. above that five dollar mark. Who's you know, still seventh in the pre-rank, had a rough finish. But before that, like you mentioned, he was one of the favorites last week in Bermuda.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And I know we injected, you know, seven of the top 20 players in the world, but uh, that should knock you 50 spots down the board or whatever that it it did. Uh, Let me give away more money here. So uh, I had one pick, so I lost track of all my comments here. Uh, Chris Yost will get you set up with $20 into your account. And by my tracking that should be all five of those spots so uh joe uh the fun has only just begun because we are now entering the live portion of this have you been uh have you been messing around with shorting which is you know started to be available in the last couple of weeks have you been messing around with that i haven't
1: done a whole lot of shorting um just it seems like in golf there's still a little bit of a gap there between um the player's actual like projected price point and where the active bid in if I see those kind of get a little bit closer together I think shorting becomes a lot more of a viable strategy
0: okay fair enough and then um the the weather report again obviously can change all the time doesn't look like there's going to be a huge weather discrepancy but uh hey they're still they're still teeing off early at least for me they're on the east coast there might be some uh places to get in I think that Friday afternoon as the cut line is starting to come into clarity and you're starting to see guys who have nine holes left still feels like the best uh I don't want to say most exploitable but like the best time to be in the market
1: absolutely that's when I always like to keep tabs on guys Um, you see someone one or two strokes off the cut line maybe they've got a couple of par fives coming up Great opportunity to catch them cheap at around you know the, the 150 to $2 range. And like we see so many times, once they can kind of get through that cut line, things happen on the weekend, right? They move themselves into the top 30, top 20. You can definitely see some significant returns uh, if that is your sort of strategy.
0: All right, next week is Houston. So we're going to yeah. have Houston, RSM, off. And then there's a Hero World Challenge, which we're going to try to get in touch with the jock market guys and find out one way or another, if there's going to be a contest for the hero world challenge. Cause if you put 18 golfers out there with no cut in a jock market, uh, you, my friend are, are piquing my interest.
1: I'm hopeful we can work it out. We'll talk to our guy. Uh, We'll send our guy over there an email, try to get on top of him early, but, but we did it for the tour championship with 30 guys. So I think we just have to figure out a way to kind of create the pricing for 18 guys and we can have a little fun with it.
0: You can follow Joe on Twitter. He is at Tor Picks. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. We'll be back same time at fifteen PM Eastern time on Wednesday for Houston. But for now, enjoy Mayakoba. Enjoy the the, the beauty out there. Enjoy the course and best of luck this week.